Hello. Uh, jumping straight into it. Welcome to the Questionable Show episode. Fuck if I know. Uh, this is a series that I mentioned in the, um, the secret stream. The, the dead stream that you can't find whatsoever wherever you try to look for it. Um, <laughs> it's not really a secret stream. I, I streamed on Twitch a little bit uh, over the weekend. Um, doing a dots card, talking about a few things. Um, it was generally meant to be my preamble to the new series for this um, season. Which is the road to one, road to one twenty four. Um, I'm hopping on as the week five simulations prepare to start. We're about sixty seconds away from the premiere starting, uh, and then another two minutes after that for the for the you know the intro two minutes that it makes us all wait. Um, that should be fun. Should be interesting. Uh, week five. Matchups are right in front of me. We're seeing Baltimore visit Philadelphia. Chicago visit Berlin. Orange County is going to New York to play the Silverbacks. The Yellowknife Wraiths are visiting Colorado. Uh, God save all of our eyes to have to watch that one. Um, Austin is traveling to Arizona. San Jose is traveling to Honolulu. And we're ending up the night with New Orleans in Sarasota. Um, what do I mean by this is a new series? And what do I mean by the road to 124? Those are great questions. Thank you for asking those. Um, the road to 124 is all about uh, my player, Tatsu Nakamura, um, on a current path to breaking the league-wide career record for rushing touchdowns. That record currently is held by Owen Taylor uh, at 123 touchdowns in the span of his career. And going into this season, so at the end of last season, we saw Tatsu Nakamura at um, 109 touchdowns. Um, and so the preamble to that was, I, I, I meant to record before, like, last week's games started, but it kind of creeped up on me quicker than I uh, anticipated, getting busy with other stuff. Um, yeah, so it was 109, I was trying to get to 124, and that's the, that's the kind of goal of the career at this point, uh, maybe the season, hopefully, to be able to get it this season. Um... It would be nice to make a bigger dent in the career rushing yards category. Um, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I, I believe I was in the same spot, though maybe not. I was in the same spot in the rankings at number six where Tatsu Nakamura currently stands. Um, just above uh, Matthias Hanyadi, uh, who I overtook in the, um, I believe it was eight or, eight or nine, eight or ninth place. Um, to begin last season, overtook the number of players to end up at number six. Currently, after the week four action, I'm sitting at. Ooh, let's turn the premiere music way down. Holy moly, my ears. Um, geez, I lost totally. As of week four, as the end of week four, 
And if you guys haven't seen, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the Wolfie butt, like you might have used it in Discord channels, but if you haven't seen like the dashboard, uh, you should definitely go and try and find that. It was one of Infinite's posts a while ago. I feel like, it, I, I honestly feel like that should be pinned in the sidebar even. It's a very good tool. It lets you look at league-wide and franchise records. Um, it's not always 100% perfect, you know, and you can't really... If there was recurring, like, offensive line bot names, it's, it's, it doesn't do a great job of sorting that out, but, like, that is a very difficult thing to try to do. Um, but if you're looking for game, season, career, and postseason records as well for your franchise or for the league, at, at least as far as the ice spell goes, um, then the Wolfie Bot is absolutely the best way to do it. Um, people wonder somehow, sometimes, like, how me or other people like figure out and, and track when records are broken and like game records and such uh, and Wolfiebot dashboards is absolutely the way that I track that and Infinite's done a great job with that. Um, there's also there was a link there was a link to help support the bot and keep it yeah there is buy me a Trito. Um, I definitely recommend if you have the resources you know uh, we're getting towards the better uh, kind of Ha- uh, kind of getting out of a pretty bad time, but you know, if you're if you're able to, um, definitely I would. You know this this requires paying for servers to help support it, and it's a great tool. So, um, but yeah, Tatsunakmore is in sixth place in career rushing yards at ten thousand two hundred and seventy-two. Um, given the way that the sim works right now, I'm not going to be able to have the kind of longevity later into my career that a player like Sam Torrenson was. Um, who crested, who almost crested 14,000 yards. Um, but with my 10,272, you know, if I could rack up another 1,000 rushing yards, or 800 rushing yards, um, I could overtake Forrest Gump at 5, in the top 5 category, which would be pretty nice. But, uh, the road to 24, I'm, I'm prim- primarily focused on rushing touchdowns. Um, to a certain degree, I think it would be nice to also break the scrimmage touchdown record. Owen oh, Taylor holds that as well at 146. Um, and I have 129 right now. So I'm actually in third place in that category, as Darren Smallwood had 136. Um, it would take a lot. Um, I'm on a trajectory. I'm on a trajectory to score... Technically, I've scored eight touchdowns so far this season. So that technically puts me on a trajectory to score 32. Uh, that would be ridiculous. Uh, that would be crazy. Um, let me look right now what the actual scrimmage touchdown record is. Um, go to game records, all-purpose, scrimmage touchdowns. Uh, well, I, game records, I'm so stupid. Um, I meant season record. Don't know why I did that. Season record, scrimmage touchdown, 30, Darren Smallwood. So it wouldn't be unprecedented. Um, though 24, which is my mark uh, in season 28, uh, in my MVP season, is the highest in the modern... Um, in the modern ISFL. In the DDSPF 20 ISFL. There are a number of marks that have just crested 20. Ichino's had two seasons above 20... Gilbert had a season at 22, and Nakamura's had two seasons at 22 and 24. Um, 
but getting over that 20 mark is pretty crazy. Getting over that 30 mark is pretty ridiculous. Um, but that pace would technically put me um, at number one um, at the end of the season. And, you know, maybe there's room, maybe I keep this going next season um, in Nakamura's likely final season, and we can see if we can break it then. But, um, uh, I missed the start of the streams. Uh, wow, okay, big pass from next to Asui. Um, hoping for Philly to get this done, you know, if Philly really wants to start progressing towards being a contender, they need to start really consistently putting away um, teams at the bottom of the conference and the bottom of the league. Um, and Baltimore is still that. They're on a they're on a you know a different timeline. That's that's it's just that's the way they are. Um, although, as somebody that that slammed the Baltimore over, you know, I wouldn't mind too much if uh, if Baltimore could get a blue point here and there. Um, yeah, so 14-6 in the Philadelphia-Baltimore game as um, Garoppolo and the Hawks look to get out with at least another score in this second half. They might time out and have to go for a... Sigma logic might force them to go to uh, a um, field goal. Uh, uh, they got to a fourth down, so they went for the field goal anyway. So 9-14 now. Um... Anyways, with Row 2024, I just wanted to focus and give myself kind of a, a goal and something to track to push myself to upload a podcast every week during the season. So uh, we're going to let the rest of the week's games ride out. Then, uh, honestly, I might do this again next Monday. Since I'm Monday off and I'm totally free to record around the same time. So I might do the same thing and record over the kind of uh, the period of time that the Monday games are going on, which is a great time for me to focus in. Uh, Baltimore with another field goal. They're at 12. I don't know if their six points came off of their their first six points came off of two field goals or two or a touchdown with a missed extra point. Again, I missed that. So, um, so yes, as far as Nakamura's season so far, we're doing really well. Um, we're still managing to stay within the top 10, uh, top eight, in fact, uh, of rushing yardage. Um, despite a confluence of factors that like, A, you know, we have a different, you know, we're trying to, if we're facing good teams, we're trying to balance out the running back by committee, even though Nakamura's 95% capped, you know, Memes is 100% capped, um, and running back by committee still, um, because Simpty wanted to force uh, teams to run running back by committee for whatever reason. Um, it gives you an advantage to run running back by committee, um, even if your second running back is 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 worse. But if your running back is your second running back is technically slightly even better, especially when like my only weakness right now uh, on Nakamura is a little bit endurance. Um, so we're trying to run running back by committee in the big games, um, and we're doing really well, which means that in the big games, and when we're running back, running running back by committee, um, or even in the smaller games when we're prioritizing Nakamura a little bit more, the game still wants to shift more to the second running back in the depth chart. Um, and so while I'm definitely getting the lion's share of touchdowns, technically not, means still has four on the ground. I don't know if he has any receiving. I believe he might have 
one. Oh, he has two touchdowns this season. That's fun. Well, he has six touchdowns. I have eight on the season total. Ooh, nice touchdown by um, Bush Goose to put the uh, Baltimore Hawks up by two. They got the... Oh, they're going for two points. And they got two points, so up by three. That's nice for them. Uh, Philadelphia maybe maybe not liking it so much, especially when they're going to get sacked right after that. Um, still lots of time in the fourth quarter to try and put a drive together. It's not going to be this drive, though. They're going to pump that away. Um, but six touchdowns was huge because I, I, as far as so far this season, A, it puts me on pace for 24 rushing touchdowns, which is not going to happen. Um, you know, I was on pace for like 2,500 yards at a, at a certain point last season um, and only had 2,000, um, which, you know, might not be good enough for an MVP, but it was still uh, bonkers and a top three season of all time of maybe any player. Um, but, um, but um, tisk. Baltimore now up by six with possession. Uh, looks like those boys that slammed the over are feeling great, and those Philadelphia boys not feeling so not, not feeling so great. Maybe they need to game plan a little bit better. Um, doing good though. Six touchdowns was huge. Currently leads the league um, with um, Rogers tied and Watts only one behind. Who knows what tonight may befall. Um, all those involved. Uh, Goat Tank is leading the league in rushing yards by four, um, but has one touchdown on the ground. Who knows what he's doing here, but I'm not going to look too much into it. Um, six touchdowns. I'm going to have to start re-repeating this, uh, this, 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 this line again and again. It's the, um, the danger of multitasking in this um, six touchdowns put me from 109 down turning it to 124. Um, so that's trying to get 15 touchdowns rushing on the season. Um, and we're only nine remaining, currently sitting with um, 115 rushing touchdowns in my career. Um, and, you know, well, well within, well within reach. I, I, you know, there was something of a, you know, there's a chance that maybe I have a bad season. You know, things are just kind of unlucky for me, and I don't get the 15 touchdowns that I need in this season. And, 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 and you know, I'll, I'll play another season after that. We'll break it, but then we'll be fine. Um, but it's in it's in reach, and uh, I think the expectation now even is to so uh, maybe this is a less interesting series because of it, um, but hopefully, hopefully it's still still interesting to kind of talk through things that are going on in the league. Um, more than willing to take questions if you are listening to the podcast. I'm not going to put up a question thread, but if you're listening to the podcast and you want to comment on the threads or send some questions in my DMs that you might want to hear talked about. Um, yeah, because part of Road 124 is to kind of talk through what's going on, talk through kind of a little bit of the career retrospective, even though the career is, you know, it's 
still a significant amount of like real time with her. These seasons, I feel like, feel longer and longer the more kind of spend in the week, but, uh, which is weird. Usually those things kind of accelerate. Um, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so... I feel comfortable that this is probably my penultimate season, uh, season 30. Um, I will drop down to somewhere in the 700-800 TPE range next season. Um, it's nice to regress. It's not nice to regress, that's not what I meant to say. But it's nice to be at lower levels of TPE after regression rather than while you're coming up. Um, because you get to retain traits without necessarily meeting. You have to meet the qualifications to buy a trait, um, but you don't necessarily have to meet the qualifications to keep the trait. So I can lower statistics down without necessarily having to worry about dropping off one of one or two of the more important running back traits that are really successful um, that, that work really well. Specifically, the app trait. I mean, it, it costs 100. Of course, it should work really well, and I don't think that's kind of breaking news. Uh, what is breaking news is Berlin is getting whooped on by Chicago so far. Uh, Juan Domine, our boy, just picked off uh, Berlin while they were in the red zone. Um, and though Berlin got the quick stop and got the punt, they are currently down 14-3. She just gave it a sack to us, Robbie. Um, Chicago, they still have, they, they had a good S25 class. Uh, you know, maybe not like world beating. Um, you know, they invested pretty heavily into their S20 to S22 classes. Um, but, um, they're struggling with offensive weapons. They were struggling with offensive weapons for a while. That's probably why they, they peaked lower than they might have wanted to. Uh, they just really did not quite get the tools on offense to build to be incredibly successful, especially after the sim switch. Um, I, oh no, honey, Nick, no. <laughs> Hamish McAndrew is going to get another interception for um, Chicago. Not quite in the red zone, but uh, I think the line of scrimmage on that play was a 30-yard line. So, Berlin was definitely close. Um, uh, not likely that Chicago is going to keep converting on this move in, but they're at least going to reset the field position and push uh, Berlin back. Rough, rough, rough. Um... Yes, so, um, yeah, so I feel comfortable that this is going to be the big ultimate season of Nakamura's career. Um, likely going to build up some, some TV back up again. I'm not sure exactly what the next build is going to look like, you know. I'm going to definitely, uh, last season and this season, I didn't really have to make any sacrifices. Um, this season a little bit really but like it wasn't even necessarily a difficult it wasn't a difficult choice it was a pretty straightforward um where i was going to be pulling tv from to, to to kind of re rebuild around the new the regression post regression build um but uh post third regression it's gonna be tough it's a 40 percent regression yikes um and uh i'm definitely going to be below the threshold to keep a lot of things up um as many find they have difficulty in old age. Uh, um, so who knows? Um, I 
don't exactly know. Yeah, don't exactly know what that future is going to look like for next season. I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, I have a, a, an expiring contract, um, but um, going to play through and build up a little bit of TPE, you know, in S31 before the trade line deadline approaches, and then I'll probably probably do the um, like super advanced mega. Uh, max earner strategy and like I don't know if I if I want to create for S32 class right that would be technically that would be S33 class so if I want to create for S33 class I might decide to take a break um, depending on where things are at in my life at that point um, if I need a little bit of time. Um, Berlin getting a break. They've, they've even did up to 10 to 14 and have now recovered a fumble and are starting their possession in the uh, red zone. Should be able to get seven off of this. Uh, they do. Perfect. For them. Um, I'd love to see them. I don't want to say I'd love to see them because I don't really care about them. Um, yeah, so, so we'll see if I, re if I create an S33 or decide to push Lighter than that, so. But the, if I if I do, then then I'd probably be doing super max earner thing. And, um, I you, you retire like a week before the trade deadline starts, and I believe you're able to like do tasks because it's because it's the end of the week. Uh, where trade, trade deadline ends, you're able to like do the tasks of that week. Uh, I don't even know how it works. Man, I don't know. Why, why do I have to game the system? That's, that's the question that I should be asking. Um, then creating after that, and it starts a whole new career journey, which is um, honestly pretty exciting. Uh, I'm exciting to send... I'm really excited to send Nakamura off right. Uh, and in many ways, I'm very scared about the next uh, career uh, because I I really love being as good as Tatsu Nakamura is. You know, I really love being a top of the league player, and I don't know if that's something that I'm going to be willing to give up. Okay, Berlin Berlin's putting the gas on. Berlin's Berlin putting this away. Chicago tied them back up at 17, but uh, but Berlin just picked sixth it. And housed it for 24-7 lead um, in the fourth quarter here. So who knows? Who knows what the next career will hold? Um, I'm a little nervous, like to be like a high-performing offensive player. I, this isn't always necessarily true. I'm not gonna play defense. Probably I, maybe one career I'll go linebacker, but even then, like defense is even. Defense is super like luck based, and it doesn't even really matter how good your team is. Um, last year's defensive player of the year was an Austin player. Uh, I think the last two years was an Austin player. Because um, I think it was Kennedy the year before that. Um, you know, they're not. A lot of times they're not from the best team. Uh, and even if Col like Colby Jack won the MVP. Uh, as a quarterback that missed the playoffs, which is fun, which is a great, fun thing that the voters did. Um, but even then, their team would have made the playoffs in the, uh, in the ASFC, so can't complain about that too much. Yellow was still a good team this season. Um, 
you know, and you do have like Slothless Burger, one of the MVP, and Nola was okay. They weren't like a top of the week team. Uh, I definitely feel like if you want to have like a really, really good top tier career, you want to have like GMs that you're confident in that can like, that are kind of sim test. <laughs> Which, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm old fashioned and I came into this league like at the peak of everybody's sim tests and you know, it's very accessible to sim test and it's very expected that you have multiple people within an organization that like put in a, a good amount of effort to sim test and try and uh, maximize the team. Um, but this seems like, from what I can gather, there's a number of teams that don't sim test at all, which is pretty, uh, pretty insane to me. Um, be a GM and not want to like maximize your team's success, um, which is what Simtesty does, um, and especially maximizes like your pair of players' success and like if your players have specific goals, um, which you shouldn't be afraid of having if you're a player and like you're like, wow, it's kind of boring to be this player. I'm just gonna put all of my like care into the locker room and like the team's success. Uh, a, it's probably not going to be great to put too much uh, care into your team's success, uh, because ultimately, especially in the postseason, that's going to be very random, um, with the way that our whole system is built around that, and um, we could be a really, really good team and consistently just just, just not have any playoff success. Um, so I don't recommend doing that. Um, you know, that can be very fulfilling for some people. Um, I'm not going to say, like, I totally don't recommend doing that, or, like, recommend only really... Not, like, only enjoying the locker room. Like, you're, like, actively, like, don't care. Like, you're, like, this is the only part that's good. But, like, if that's what you care about, that's what you care about, and, like, good for you. Like, go for it. Like, that sounds great for you. Um, that's not me. Um... You know, the locker room comes and goes, and I still really love the Arizona locker room, and I love the Orange County and Portland locker rooms when I was part of those um, as a player. Um, but I, I, I definitely feel like there's a level of individual player success that I crave, we'll see, I guess. Um, or at least that I that, that, that feels a really important, fulfilling part of the league to me. Um, I, uh, you know, it, part of what interested me in the ice fell in the first place, seeing that Reddit post in my room at the beginning of the pandemic with, like, no real idea of what the hell was going on. Um, I, uh, it was all about, like, can we... Is this going to be an experience? This, this, this really interests me, because I think it could be an experience that um, really captures, um, like, the desire to be a great NFL player. Which, you know, I've always loved, like, NFL superstar mode when I played, like, Madden 6 on my GameCube. Um, and so, I think that's always been a kind of, um, 
not a dream, because I don't think that was like a driving force that I really like wanted in my personal life, um, or at least not like was was like really that motivated to try and accomplish for myself. But I still think it's like a it's like a cool, really fun thing to holy crap! I think there are three missed kicks in this uh, Orange County, New York game. Um, it's pretty crazy. Um, sorry to interrupt what was a pretty serious monologue there about, um, but yeah, it, it just, um, personal success is very important to me, and I think some, there are some people in this league that want to, like, they're not going to be very outright about it, but they're gonna, they're gonna be pretty, like, critical and, and, and honestly mean about it in their own ways, um, which is unfortunate. Um, it's just about people that, that do want to prioritize individual success. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of, like, looking down on that. Um, and I, I think that's really unfair to the players, that, that that's where they, that's where they get their, their joy in this league from. Um, you know, let people do what they want to do, as long as they're, like, following the rules and being, like, decent people, you know? Um... But yeah, I, I, so 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 I was saying like you know there's there's a little bit of fear in like what the next career will be will look like with um with that um if you know if I'm gonna create a quarterback there's a lot of expectation that's on that position as far as you know being a, a rock for earning for your team and you know, a team that picks you. Um, and sticks with you as you build up TPE. They're investing in you, continuing to like earn TPE, and it's really hard to like pivot at the quarterback position. Uh, it's just very difficult to do that. Um, so, so there's a certain amount of kind of commitment you have to that both parties have an understanding for. Um, and of course, like I could, if, if, if you know. I, I don't know, I just, like, if, if a team wants to pick me and wants to invest into me as a quarterback, I don't really want to disappoint that team. Um, but on the other hand, you know, I didn't want to disappoint Orange County as well, but, you know, I had to do what was best in me, for, for me, and, like, give myself the power to, like, if my ability wasn't being maximized on to, like, go elsewhere and find a place where... It really has been. Um, and I, I've been really fulfilled playing in Arizona uh, as far as those goals that I had. Um, you know, creating a new player and trying to create a quarterback, uh, there's no guarantee that the teams that I would want to play for most uh, are going to have a, an opening for that position. Um, and I don't know too much about a lot of the situations with the GMs in this league. I don't know. I don't know how much they put into these things behind the scenes. Um, there are certainly things that get out that you can learn about that that, that um, definitely can be can be good signs. Um, for for at least my perspective on, on, on what GMs are like around the league. 
um, and there are definitely some some red flags um, for some GMs in the league for myself. Um, that doesn't mean I, I really know anything about those situations. Um, yeah, I don't know. Quarterback is, quarterback is a weird position to try and get into, and, and there's a lot of aspects of timing and just getting in the right position. Um, and who knows what can happen in the, in the um, preceding time. Um, I believe that the S32 class is going to be a class in which we post for recruitment on RNFL. It was supposed to be S31, maybe. At least that would have followed the three season progression where we had it in 22, 25, and 28. Then again, I think the one before that was 18, so. I think 32, I think 32 is planned to be a Reddit recruitment. Um, and we don't know what that's gonna look like, really. Um, you know? We had a lot of confidence, to a certain degree, in how S25 was gonna look. And S25 was really great for the league. S22 was really great for the league, uh, in many ways. Um, you know, there's some negative aspects of that as well. Um, you know, that's, um, we're gonna have to find, find ways to be sustainable in recruitment outside of just RNFL. Um, and, and we just don't know what that's gonna, S28 was definitely below many people's expectations that they've grown accustomed to over at the um, previous six or so seasons. Um, but anyways, that could that could shake things up a lot. You know, if there's a lot of recruitment, um, I don't. I mean, I don't know what it would take for the for the league to like actually want to expand at this point. But um, that's a possibility. And um, who knows who will come to take the helm of the expansion franchises. Um, and who knows if the introduction of these hypothetical, if they happen, expansion franchises can mix up other teams as well. Um, who knows? So a lot, uh, a, a lot can happen between them. Um, we shall see. Um, we shall see for certain. Luckily, I'll have some time to kind of see that process happen um, and you know uh, I, I don't know maybe maybe there is some some necessity to to stagger when I create uh, that was the point was that like creating the quarterback is all about timing especially if you want to get involved with a certain subset of teams that you care about more um, or not care about more but at least um, think would best serve your needs. Um, New York put that one away uh, pretty handily in the last bit. Oh my god, my eyes. I, I, I can... I just can never get used to this um, Colorado field. No matter how many times it, it pops up. Wow. Um, this is certainly an interesting game. Yeti at 1-3. Yet when I hit some record, I don't really know. Um, I can look, but... Um, Yellowknife at 1 and 3 as well. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, with 
with um, Chicago losing. <laughs> They're both behind Baltimore. Baltimore has a win, so they move it up to three and two. They're just trying to trying to trying to start make up some some uh, some ground. And if both of those could uh, could work hard to get back into the top three, I, I would. I think my my season predictions would definitely appreciate that. A, a five and zero start for Berlin is for me uh, not anticipated. <laughs> Um, but good for them. Um, so yeah, what else do I want to talk about here? Uh, Caliban, no. Caliban throws a, throws a interception, uh, Dan Foster was the one that picked it up. Immediately puts a yellow knife in the red zone, and they're going to complete a 21-yard uh, pass to Walker to get seven on the board. Um, yeah, I want to take a little bit of this time in another 10, 15 minutes while Colorado plays this game out and uh, Colorado and Yellow play this game out. And um, yes, I just want to talk about um, yeah, yeah. Road 24, 124. I think was a was a good IE. The idea, what are my words? Um, I, th I thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of talk through some of the things um, looking back in my career. Um, kind of done that to a certain degree um, already. Um, but I, I, I think when I think about like my early career in the ISFL, um, I think what I found important was Getting really like like really trying to get involved in a lot of different things. Um, I got involved in, in scouting and the war room fairly early on. Um, I wrote a couple of media pieces really early in my career. Um, I had learned a little bit about Photoshop um, and had a copy of that um, and used it a very very small amount. Um, but I made a signature before my DSL draft even happened. Um, made another few graphics here and there. Um, and that was all kind of a learning process about... I have a pretty good eye, naturally, I think, for composition and for... Um, you know, I, have a, I have a background in some certain like, design aspects, not necessarily in... Um, in art and visual design, or um, in like um, physical art design, but um, or, or even digital art design, um, but I think a lot of a lot of visual designs and, and design in general is a lot about understanding the composition and the, the way that that certain elements interact and how that looks nice or, or draws certain emotions or like what what how to present the kind of feelings and thoughts you have um, and, and I think that naturally allowed me to kind of explore some technical aspects of that and start um, um, start start getting to the point where I am now which I feel you know, pretty confident in my my skills with with doing graphic swaps and putting together 
oftentimes not bad signatures, sometimes even fairly good. Um, yeah, what else was I, um, yeah, and uh, so the whole kind of point of this is talking about, like, I think it's really important if you're getting into the league or even if you've been around the league for a while and, and, and maybe you're struggling with kind of keeping, wanting to keep up with it, I find that really um, trying to see everything that the league has to offer um, and even trying that out yourself. And listening to podcasts is a first, great first step. Uh, I, I am still constantly surprised by how few... You know, maybe, maybe there's not that many people that like actually like podcasts in the league, but I'm constantly surprised by how few people, uh, as far as the league population as a whole, listen to podcasts. And maybe that's just mine. You know, maybe mine is mine. Mine are particularly shit, um, and people don't listen to them. Um, but I, I think even like there's a um, there's a I'm gonna, I'm gonna hide the chat here because uh, LP is gonna go off a little bit here, and uh, that's gonna distract me. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm constantly surprised by how few people, really, in the grand scheme of things, interact with podcasts. I think they're easily. I mean, personally, you know, this is gonna be an opinion thing. I think they're one of the better, best parts of the league. But I think I, I don't know. A good percentage of the population reads media threads, and they definitely read punishment threads and, and get involved in that kind of part of the community, and they read around and get involved with Discord. Um, but like graphics, I don't think get a. I, I think graphics get a little bit more pop than podcasts because you see a lot of it shared around locker rooms, and it, they go into signatures, and you see those in other threads. And I think that's a big way to get pop, but like, people aren't like looking around graphics threads. Um, but I think podcasts definitely um, are a great part of kind of the conversation around the ISFL in the same way that written media is, um, and in many ways, I think, can provide a lot of unique things and can even provide more than media, written media can, can provide in a lot of ways. Um, I just think they're criminally underrated on aggregate. Um, I was going to say it's it's uh, closed up a little bit between Colorado and Yellowknife. It's, it's a 14-9 scoreline uh, almost heading into the fourth quarter, but then Yellowknife gets a big play to put them on the other side of the field. Um, I found that really important. Like, really embracing and in engaging with and um, participating in all the different aspects that the league has to provide. I found that really important to A, finding the places that I wanted to spend the most time into, um, and B, just into kind of giving me a personal investment in the league that's kept me driven in it for a year and a half now. Um, are we a year and a half, actually? We're getting damn close. Um, just a few weeks from like that 18 month mark. Just like not long ago, I was, I was posting about um, the big one year anniversary. So that's pretty crazy. Um, 
So I think that's really important. I, I wish more people would get involved in those aspects of the league. Um, and I think that's great. Um, if you are, if you are looking, I, I think maybe maybe part of that is people don't like know where to start with getting into that. You know, I would just like if you want to get if you if you want to look into graphics and podcasts more, the best thing you can do first is to look at the graphics and see what's going on, um, and listen to the podcasts and, and hear what's going on in those spaces. Um, on the technical aspect of that, um, the graphics Discord server can be found fairly easily. I believe they have it linked in their subsection of the forums. And podcasts are fairly straightforward to get into. You can use the, um, I've never used it myself, but there's a Discord bot that will allow you to record conversations with other people in Discord channels. Audacity is a free, very straightforward program and well-supported program as far as if you like have questions on it and how to get started there. Um, very easily to find articles and videos on that. Um, Audacity free program for, for recording yourself. Um, and you know, there's a lot of other solutions for recording podcasts with other people. Um, you know, opening up questions, threads, and other stuff like that, and like just making it easy on yourself, honestly, for the first little bit. It was definitely well recommended for me. Um, only about a minute left into this game. And a 12-point lead for Yellowknife, looking like uh, Colorado's going to be slipping to one and four, and a perfect, a perfect 0-3 record on this um, this marvel of a of a home field design. Um, they're going to get a touchdown, but it's not good enough. There's 20 seconds or less left on the clock at this point. Um, wow, they recover it. I watched this last play. That should be clock. Yeah, end of the game. They recovered it with a only five-point deficit. If they had, you know, scored the home run on that play, that would have been crazy. 4-0 Arizona Outlaws versus the Austin Copperheads kind of tee here. Um, and we're going to be watching this game. I'm not sure if there's... I'm not sure what else I wanted to talk about as far as this first episode. Um, finding teams. Finding team environments, I think, is another, like... Finding the right team, finding your goals, I think is another important part outside of just like how are you going to get engaged with the community, how are you going to get engaged with your player and your team. Um, your DSL team's going to be pretty pretty random, you know, um, and you're not necessarily going to have a great, if you're a new player, you're probably not going to have a great like idea of what um, your activity is going to look like, what, 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 what everything is going to, how those pieces are going to come together, how they're not going to come together. Um, and, and DSFold teams are going to, you know, they're, they're going to have a certain vibe and they're going to try and draft people that fit that vibe, but like, it's, it's pretty hard to like, how, how people, how, how those fits are going to turn out early on. Um, so, you know, I, I think you'll get to a better point where you can get a lot more involved in the process leading up to your highest spell draft. Um, and I would just recommend people to... One thing when I'm scouting for the ISFL that I really try to talk to players about and to, to users about is about what their specific goals for their players are um, and try to talk to them and hopefully ask them that question. I think a lot of people don't ask themselves that question, unfortunately. Oh wow, I'm going to run the ball for a negative one yards to force us to make a field goal instead of 
continue driving in the red zone. That's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I think try to find your own goals. Um, my goals have changed and evolved over time in the league, but like try to try to keep in in uh, try to keep in uh, in contact with that part of you. <laughs> right, is the best phrasing I can think of right now for that. But um, and and you know, talk to teams and scout scout the, scout the teams that are scouting you uh, in in the same manner. Um, and, you know, I think there's, there's a little bit of like, oh, I'm getting drafted, I can leave it up to the process, but like, you also have a lot of control in like, telling teams, I, hey, you know, we've talked a little bit, like, I've asked a lot of questions about like, my own goals, I don't think this is a good fit, do with that information what you will, some teams will continue to draft players that are not a great fit, and those players will be gone in two or three seasons, probably. Um, and and that's that's on them for, for drafting those players that didn't communicate enough with them. Um, yeah, I would say I would say definitely try to scout you know the teams that you're that you're getting scouted by as much as they're scouting you, um, and try to try to find some place where you can reach the kind of goals you want. Because that's what's that's another huge part of what's going to keep the league engaging for you. Um, oh, phew, that's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Cortez is going to throw a, a pick that's going to get taken back for 90 yards and then take it in for the uh, touchdown. 10 to 7 now. Uh, we'll get possession, but um, to go from the at the, the, the cusp of the of the end zone to. Um, even if a touchdown, never great. Never a great turn of fate to, to, to find yourself coming upon. Um, driving here. Um, yeah, so 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 engage with your own goals. Oh great. Oh great. I really hope this is gonna be one of those games. We had too many of these games that really um, made me want to unalive my simly life um, where Cortez just could not stop talking to Bala um, or some some players just to me just and we just get really hammered with penalties and um, turnovers gonna stop them for three there it's gonna be all tied at ten um, really engage with trying to find and and trying to chase your own goals for your player um, part of that is going to be knowing how to, what to ask for in your contract. Um, I see a lot of players that are dissatisfied with the team they're on, but they have no options. Um, and they can request a trade, but uh, that's not always, you know, if you want to, if you want to leave the team you're on in, in really good, um, with the best possible sides, best possible relationship on both sides. Um, asking for a trade is the best way you can do that. Um, but also on the other hand, having the power, have, you know, having control over your contract and like where you play can help give you leverage to, to make sure that you get to a place that you want to be. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely 
if they want a mutual option, but at least, at the very least, get yourself a player option. If they want a mutual option, it's fine. It's whatever, you know? Um, if you're a good player, teams are not going to take the team option on you, you know? Um, the only reason they'd have, probably, for taking the team option on you is if, you, if they've called you up and then you go inactive and don't, like, and stop running and get outpaced by somebody else. That's pretty much it. So, like, I don't think the... Or, I mean, of course, if you burn bridges with, with people in that organization, they'd rather just not have you. But at that point, I think you have uh, uh, other problems. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd keep an option. You can keep an NTC if you want. Um, but having an option is going to do that in part, you know? Um, teams aren't going to want to trade you if you're just going to take your option with that new team and go into free agency. Because um, then they just lose draft capital for nothing. Um, uh, you know, if you're if you if you have specific pay goals that you want to hit, that's your that's your prerogative. You know, I have 180 million in the bank. I'm not really worried about that personally. I've never really been concerned with contract money at all, um, and so I don't really think it's productive for me to comment on that at all. Um, But I definitely recommend trying to hold as much like control over your career as you can um, without being uh, a dick about it, you know. And you know, I don't think there's anything inherently that's that makes you a dick about you know like doing what you want to for your player's career. More power to you, you know. Um, it's what you should be doing to, like, keep you active and keep you engaged. Um, so, yeah. Chase, what's going to make you happy? What's, uh, I think that's all, all that I really... <laughs> no, no, no. Cortez, stop selling out. Oh, my God. Um, we're just going to focus on the game, and I'm going to probably stop recording as soon as this game's over. And um, we will upgrade you on the upgrade you on the road to 124. We are nine away right now. Um, I don't believe I, I, I believe uh, it was Passburn that scored our only touchdown tonight so far. Currently a 13 to 10 score here, heading into the end of the third quarter. Um, yeah, Arizona's going to have a fresh set of downs starting at the 29 yard line, which is great. Um, we just need ooh, a nice defensive holding to reset the reset the uh, the downs. Um, I don't know why this happens. I know a lot of people complain about DDSPF 20 or DDSPF 16 because of, you know, having these real weird quirks and, like, you know, the penalties aren't super realistic. And sometimes, like, it, you punt or, or pick weird play calls, and that stuff is really frustrating. Um, but I think the most frustrating part of this, this, this simulation will always be to me. The incredible variety of outcomes um, for two teams. Um, it, oh my god, they missed a field goal. That's great for us. It was like a 60 yarder, but still. Um, have the ball in their territory, second and four, team driving. Um, I don't know. You know, it's one thing for like, okay, you have two good teams, 
the home team, you know, maybe they have like a 55, 60% win rate. Over within five yards, second and goal, six yards out, touchdown, Palma. Okay, let's let's not blow this lead in the last seven minutes. Um, and that's fine, you know. To a certain degree, you know, I I, I think we should try and plan around that for the playoffs and try to try to you know. I, I think people don't like saying that those series should be a little bit less random, but they should be a little less random, you know? You should have to, like, prove that you're the best to, to like, continue moving on in the playoffs or to win the championship. And you should be able to do that in multiple games. I'm not talking, like, ten-game series. I mean, I think it should be a three-game playoffs and maybe a five-game offense. I think you'd still be able to do a three-game offense. Um, I think that's a technical challenge, sure, but um, I think realistically to match around the fact that we are running the simulation. But the thing that, that really continues to just constantly just really make me sad, ultimately, is how absurdly different um, results in that 60% or whatever percent the win percentage is. Um, I, I've seen some like, okay, we've we still have a 10 point lead with a minute left, but Jesus Christ, I hate being Austin. Um, I saw um, one of my GMs sent me a graph last season that was like, here is the distribution of running back, of running yards that you could possibly have in this game. At the bottom, this was tested from a bunch of different sims, at the bottom was like 13 yards. At the top was like 300. Um, and that's fine, you know. There's some outliers in there. But the... Um, I don't remember what these graphs are called, but you have like a... You have the... You have the outliers that you graph the line between. You know, your highest and your lowest point. And then you draw a line between those, and then you and then you have a, a bar in the middle of that line that shows you the, the average results, like the, the, the more realistic projection results. And even that was like 40 to 200. And it just continues to show where we won that game 20 to 10. I am so pissed off about that game. I don't know why. It's so ridiculous. Um, but why, why in the hell are we not able to get anything, you know, we, we did a little bit offensively, defense did great, but we also had to get lucky to get a, a number of penalties that I'm sure Austin wishes they didn't have, and I think we got maybe one or, or, or two turnovers somewhere. I wasn't paying great attention um, while I was talking to other stuff, but like, there should not, there, there should not be... There should not be in in a in a in a random set of tests, you know, any number of tests. There should not be a scenario where one team can beat one can beat the other team sixty to zero, and another set sim where they can get beat zero to sixty. Um, if the sim is doing that, we've balanced around it horribly, and or the sim itself is just dog off. It's just it's bad. It's horrible. Um, I don't, again, I don't know what that, I don't know what that comes to. Um, 
I think the fact that that's consistently happened between this simulation and the last simulation um, means even if they're made by the same people, you know, I think there's definitely some fundamental flaws in how they've uh, built Draft Day Sports Pro Football. Um, I think there's certainly some flaws in how we balanced around that. Maybe I'll talk about that next week a little bit. Um, but I don't think those flaws are like super glaring, and I don't have any animosity seriously towards anybody that um, did all the work that it took to get us transferred over. But um, I think that's a that's a fundamental horrible flaw. Um, and you know, sixty to zero, zero to sixty. That's a bit of a I was going to say that's a bit of a dumb exaggeration, but I honestly don't fucking know. Um, I don't know. I, I seriously believe that... Um, I, don't, I don't think this is even like... I don't think this is even like a serious... reach to say... Um, that, there's a, that there's a scenario in any season, if you took the like end-of-season file, or any point during that season file, and simulated a game between the best team in the league at that time, and the worst team in the league at that time, I don't think it's that controversial to say that there is a scenario. Um, and that scenario isn't even that likely, that the worst team in the league blows out the best team in the league. Um... We saw, we saw as early as as recently as S twenty eight, where Baltimore was able to beat uh, Sarasota, uh, who was ten and six and third in the NSFC, but was really good uh, in S twenty eight. I think what was, was fairly unlucky. Uh, well, that was like the worst Baltimore season. You know, not their not their own. It was right after their own sixteen season. So, so pardon me, but it was it was, it was a two, two and fourteen season. And one of their two wins was was against a playoff team. And you know, to a certain degree, those games happen. And I'm not too mad about that. It was a it was a it was a 29 to 24 loss. Um, that happens. That's still pretty frustrating. Um, but there can be some some games in a in a 12 to 12 and four season. Um, that same season, S28. The Austin, or sorry, the Arizona Outlaws went 12 and 4. We lost to Austin, who was a playoff team this season. Our other three losses were twice to Honolulu, who went 9 and 7. Like, don't get me wrong, they, they were they were pretty okay that season. Um, and then once to Philadelphia, who was 6 and 10. Um, and I think a couple of those were like bad losses. Okay, they were all fairly close. I'm wrong about that. I just I don't know. There's there could be some times where your team just looks really terrible all of a sudden. And, um, I don't know. Four turnovers in that last game, man. That's, um, I just, I mean, Cortez was having a really great season. I was really looking forward to them. You know, uh, as I stopped taking too much of the spotlight, you know, Stenny is about to start regressing. And it'd be, it'd be really great to, like, get him a really good couple of seasons, but that's just... Just depends, man. Depends on, like, terrible 
god-awful roll you're gonna get with the sim. Um, okay. I want to end that off. Uh, that was probably... Where are we at? Uh, I started that before the Arizona and, um... Austin game finished, and we are, uh, we are <laughs> halfway through the third quarter of the Honolulu San Jose game. So, hey, uh, <laughs> um, okay. I'm not gonna trim that off because I want the four million, and uh, I went off topic a little bit here and there. But um, I apologize. Um, you know, if you if you um. If you have the same perspective as, as other individuals in this league and think that, um, you know, anytime somebody wants to talk about frustrations they have with things, um, or if they are not somehow just happy-go-lucky about absolutely everything, and, you know, maybe want to see and, like, talk about and maybe talk through and, and, and be part of making the league better. Um, and solving problems that we have. And, and, and if, if, if you're the type that just wants to, to look at that and say, wow, they're a bitch, then, you know, maybe you don't have to listen to this podcast or anything I say, and you can just um, fuck off, I guess. Um, but I, I do apologize for going a little bit overboard there. Um, just... Uh, a long year and a half of some of this stuff popping up all the time. Um, and I just... I, I think ultimately what my supreme frustration is, is that we have a wonderful community and we deserve a much better simulation <laughs> than what we've been provided with um, from the from the game developers at uh, Wolverine Studios and elsewhere. I'm not going to blame it all on Wolverine Studios. They're providing the best product that we can find for our, for our needs, so, um, there's plenty of other places that are not doing anything to, 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 to help in that regard. Um, but yeah, uh, gonna leave here on, A, really excited about what, what what's to come in the rest of the season. I don't even know what my stat line was at the end of that. I did not play particularly well, which is why I said, which is why I made sure to say, no way in hell I'm gonna average, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, continue the current projection and finish with 32 touchdowns on the season because there are going to be some games like that that are definitely going to pop up where I'm going to even last the last week this week four I don't even remember who we played but I didn't do anything um I think I had like 80 yards so I'm not going to complain about it that much actually but um what was I even saying oh man um, but I'm still excited about the current journey that I'm on. I'm really excited about spending the next rest of the season. You know, we're, we're nearing into the, to, to the, by the third way through the season, almost. Um, I'm excited to play out the rest of the season, play out next season, and send Nakamura's career off right. It's been a really amazing time being Tatsu Nakamura. And I'm excited, but a little bit scared, about the next player. Um, and I'll be back here next week to talk more about things. Leave with a call to action. If you have anything you might want me to talk about, or if you wanted to just respond to some of the things that I've talked about during this process, um, and continue the conversation, feel free to do it in the forum post below that you're 
that you, you, you found the link to listen to this from. Um, or PM or whatever. Um, I really wish there was more conversation that kind of spawned off of podcasts so we could have more of a conversation like we, we see happening in Britain media posts and such. But part of that comes with hopefully seeing more and more people engage with podcasts and also with people like you that, you know, maybe have some thoughts um, that you'd like to share with, you know, the generalized folk community or just with me. Uh, and I'm more than happy to, to read those and respond to those. So, um, cool. Uh, stay fresh, cheese bags, and uh, we will see you all next week. And um, as we always say, stay questionable.